you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, uh, grab them at this point in time. And uh, let's turn to the Old Testament book of Proverbs. Uh, the passage that Jay read from is Proverbs chapter 31. I may be familiar with it. It's a, it's a well-known, well-talked-about uh, passage. Proverbs chapter 31. And uh, we'll be looking starting in verse 10. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. If you don't have your own Bibles, that's uh, just fine. Uh, the text should be up on the screen uh, for you, so you can follow along. Proverbs chapter 31. Well, good morning and happy Mother's Day uh, to all of you. Glad you're here with us. I've entitled our sermon this morning, uh, A Mother's Advice About a Praiseworthy Mom. A Mother's Advice About a Praiseworthy Mom. I trust that you're there in Proverbs 31 or close to it. So let's pray, and then we'll dive right in. Father, thank you for the morning. Thank you again uh, that you have uh, been so good and gracious to us. You've given us so many things. You've given us life and breath and hope through your son, Jesus. But you have given us the institution of family and of marriage. You've given us moms and dads, and we are so incredibly grateful for the influence that they have on us. Lord, we pray your blessings on all of the mothers out there, that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, that you would equip them, that you would help them to persevere, to continue to serve, and to teach, and to lead, and to care, and do everything that's on their plate with joy and with perseverance through your grace that's found in Jesus. And so we thank you for them, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, of course, it's Mother's Day, and uh, as is very common, and rightfully so, on Mother's Day, uh, children will try to do something special uh, for their mothers. Uh, My children uh, did something special for their moms, uh, a few different things. They did some things at school. Uh, They did some things at Story Hour, which were uh, very nice. And then uh, I took them aside one day while Shelly was taking a nap, and we made uh, my wife a, um, a flower of service. And so we cut a little flowered, kind of like a daisy out of cardboard and, and paper, and we wrote on the petals all of the different acts of service that they and we can do for her uh, on this day. So we're giving her a gift of, of service to her as she serves us and them uh, so well. You know, it's something that's right. It's something that children do, in particular on Mother's Day. Oftentimes, maybe they'll write them a little note, write them a, a Mother's Day card uh, to express their love. Uh, For instance, Angie, uh, who is eight years old, uh, wrote this to her mom on Mother's Day. She writes, Dear Mother, I'm going to make dinner for you on Mother's Day. It's going to be a surprise. P.S. I hope that you like spaghetti and marshmallows. Little Robert wrote a card and he said this. He said, Happy Mother's Day. Mom, I got you a turtle. I got you a turtle for Mother's Day. I hope you like the turtle better than the snake that I got you last year for Mother's Day. I bet she does. Another, uh, Eileen, who is age five, said this. She wrote a note to to her mom. Dear Mother, I wish Mother's Day wasn't always on Sunday. It would be better if it was on Monday so that I wouldn't have to go to school. Diane wrote this, uh, Mom, I hope you like the flowers that I picked for you for Mother's Day. Don't worry, I picked them myself when our neighbor, Mr. Smith, wasn't looking. And of course, a, a note from Carol, age six. She says this, Dear Mother, here are two aspirins. Have a happy Mother's Day. 
some of you moms may feel like you need two aspirins uh, for, for Mother's Day. You know, honoring your mom isn't just a good thing to do. Honoring our mothers isn't just a good thing to do on Mother's Day. It's a good thing to do all of the time. In particular, it's, it's one of the Ten Commandments, isn't it? It's the Fifth Commandment, honor your father and your mother. So it's something that we should do all the time as little children and as grown-up children. We should honor our mother and father. And one of the ways that we honor our parents, in particular, one of the ways that we honor our mothers is by praising her, is by verbally affirming her worth, her value, her significance, and the impact that she has had on our lives. And what we see as we turn to our passage today in Proverbs 31, is we see an example of that. We see uh, a biblical example of a man who just happens to be a king honoring his mother verbally. And not only that, but instructing all of us, children and adults alike, to praise mothers who are worthy of being praised. And so if you are in your passage today, I trust that you are, uh, look in your Bibles, if not, look on the screen, because what we see uh, when we get into Proverbs chapter 31, before we get into our section, verses 10 through 31, I want us to learn a little bit about who wrote this. We want to see who is the author or the writer of this proverb. And then more importantly, I want us to see the source. What is the source of the material? That is, what is the source from which he writes? What influences him to write what he writes in Proverbs chapter 31. So take a look with me, if you have your Bibles, at verse 1. First of all, we find out rather quickly who the author or the writer is, because we see that it is from a man whose name is King Lemuel. King Lemuel. Now, if you look through the Bibles, if you do a search, you find out that King Lemuel is never written... uh, Before this point or after, he's not in the Bible other than Proverbs 31 as the author of this particular proverb. And so we really don't know anything about him. We know when we look through the the history of the kings of Israel that he certainly was not one of those. And so we open the proverb and we say, who is this man? He's he's obviously a man of authority. Uh, He's a king. Uh, but but we, we don't know who he is. Some people have suggested that he was a, a pagan king who maybe converted to the faith uh, in God and the God of Israel. Uh, some people suggest that, he, uh, that it's just a pseudonym, that it's King Solomon or some other writer, and it's just kind of a, a second name. We don't know. And to be right honest, it doesn't really make too much of a difference because what's most significant, in my opinion, is what we see after that. We see that, that the King Lemuel is the author, but what's the source of his material? What is he going to tell us about? Where does he get his information for the proverb that he's just about to, to, to preach to us? Well, the NIV says that his source was an inspired utterance. An inspired utterance. His mother, his mother taught him. So what do we have here? What is Proverbs chapter 31? Proverbs chapter 31 is a king, a man in authority, who says, listen folks, I want to tell you a little bit of something that my mama taught me. 
Listen, I want to tell you about some wisdom that my mother passed on to me that now I'm going to pass on to you, okay? And so first of all, it's a very unusual proverb. If you read throughout the Proverbs, you'll notice that oftentimes you have kings, uh, in particular King Solomon, and he's writing the Proverbs, and oftentimes we have kings who write to their sons, son, let me pass on some knowledge, let me pass on some, some life experience to you. Let me, let me give you a word of wisdom. So you have oftentimes a, a father writing to a son. But here, what do we have? We have a king who is saying, let me share with you what my mama taught me. Let me share with you the wisdom of a mother. The wisdom of a mother. And so what we have in Psalm, uh, Proverbs 31 is the wisdom of a mom. He's passing on to us what she taught him. If you take a look now at your Bibles, I just want to summarize uh, what comes before verse 10, because the the chapter obviously doesn't start in verse 10. And so take a look at verse 2. What we find out is that she begins with about three warnings. She's going to give her son, who is the king, and he's passing this on to us, three warnings. And so first of all, in verses 2 through 3, she says, listen, you need to be careful about harmful women. You need to watch out for the harlot. You need to be careful about your sexual morality, verses 2 through 3. And then he's passing on knowledge, and she says in verses 4 through 7, listen, you're a king, and so you need to be careful with the use of alcohol. You need to be careful with it. And then verses 8 and 9, she says, listen, don't, as a king, don't ignore justice. Be a righteous, just king. And so she takes these three uh, nuggets of wisdom and she passes it on to her son and he records it for us. And now we get to the good part, starting in verse 10, because starting in verse 10 and running all the way through verse 31, the section that Jay read to us, what we get is a mother's advice to a son about the kind of woman that he needs to marry. This is mama pulling her son aside and saying, son, Let me tell you from my wisdom about the kind of woman that I want you to bring home to me, right? This is the kind of girl you want. This is the kind of wife you want. This is the kind of mother that I want you to bring home to me. And as the old adage goes, that a a young man always looks to marry a woman like his what? A woman like his mother. And so he then records this wisdom in verses 10 through 31. And truly, this is a mother's advice. This section is a mother's advice about a praiseworthy mom. And so what does King Lemuel, through the wisdom of his mother, what does he tell us? Of course, God ultimately speaking here in the scriptures. What does God tell us about the kind of mom who is worthy to be praised? Well, what we see is in verses 10 through 28, it's, it's a very simple structure. In verse 10 through 28, we see uh, the qualities. You could say it's her resume, the resume of a praiseworthy mom. And then in verses 29 through 31 to end the chapter, we see the appropriate responses. That is, how should people respond to a, a mother, to a woman with this kind of a resume? And we see that the king says, people need to praise They need to praise this kind of woman. Her children need to praise her. Her husband needs to praise her. And even everybody in the local community, they need to praise this kind of a woman. So three things this morning. It will be a short sermon because I want to give us time 
to emulate the scriptures, to praise our mothers. So three things. First of all, let's see the resume of a mom who is praiseworthy. Secondly, let's see the response. That is, the response of praise for the mother who is praiseworthy. And third, we're going to replicate it. We're going to replicate this passage, and I'm going to give you plenty of time to share about your mother, to share about your wife, to share about her praiseworthy characteristics. So be thinking, because the floor is going to be yours soon enough. First of all, let's look in our scriptures. Verses 10 through 28, we get the resume. We get the resume of a praiseworthy mom. Now, Jay read the passage, so we're not going to read it again, but I want to point out 10 characteristics. We're going to go through it very quickly. 10 bullet point characteristics that show up on on the resume of a praiseworthy wife and and a praiseworthy woman, in particular, a praiseworthy mom. Let's just look through these very quickly on the screen. Number one, verse 10. The first thing we see on her resume is that she has a strong character. That is, she is godly. Her character is high. Her morals are high, worthy of emulating. Number two, her wise management of her house earns both her husband's trust and she brings good into his life. We see that in verses 11 and 12, and again in verse 27. So she manages that which is most significant to her, her household and her family well, and she's a blessing to everyone that comes across her path. Number three, she joyfully provides clothing, linens, and food, both for her family and even for other people. What you you read in Proverbs 31 is a list of things that moms do every day, things that they may consider to be not important, right? Feeding the kids, getting the food, getting the food on the table, m- providing clothing for them, and making sure that they're as clean as they possibly can be. That's praiseworthy, the Proverbs say. Number four, she's industrious. We see in verse 16, 18, and 24 comments that she works hard, even outside of the house, to to add income and wealth to her family. She's industrious. Number five, she works hard. That's a given for most moms. She is diligent. She works hard. Number six, she plans ahead. Verse 18 is interesting. She doesn't fear the future. She plans ahead to provide even for future needs that her family may have. Number seven, she's generous. This woman who is praiseworthy, she has generosity on her resume. She's generous to those people in need, not just the people in her family, but people outside the walls of her home. She is generous to them. Verse uh, number eight, she adds honor to her husband. That is when people think of and talk to and interact with her husband, they think more highly of him because of her. Number nine, she prepares for the future and is optimistic. She's optimistic rather than fearful. And finally, number 10, her words of instruction are marked with wisdom and in truth. So there's something about what she says to her kids, to her husband, to her friends. Her words are dripping with the dew of wisdom and godliness and truth. And so these are the 10 things that are on the resume of a praiseworthy woman. What then is the appropriate response? What should the response be? Children, husband, community, church? 
What, what, should the, what should the appropriate response be to a woman who has this kind of a resume, to a woman who's pursuing this kind of a resume? Well, it's very clear when you look at verses 29 through 31. Let's look at it together on the screen. What we see in verses 29 through 31 is a repetition of the word praise. And the scriptures does that when it's trying to get its point across. God is beating us with a hammer on our head saying, listen, listen, when you see a woman like this, praise her, praise her, praise her. First of all, in verse 28, her kids are supposed to praise her. Notice what it says. Her children arise and call her blessed. And so kids, when you wake up tomorrow morning, say, mother, Thou art blessed. Do it in Old English. She'll be impressed. Mother, thou art blessed. It's a simple way of saying, Mom, you're awesome. You're, you're great. Thanks, Mom. So kids, on, on, on Mother's Day and every day, we need to bless our moms with our words, thanking her, telling her, you do a great job. That was a great meal. Thanks for getting me water. Thanks for picking up my bedroom or whatever it is it may be. Thank you for helping me with my homework. Tell her that you appreciate her with your words. So first of all, Her kids praise her. Husbands, it's time for us to listen because not only do the kids praise her, but her husband praises her. Look at verse 28. Her husband also, her husband also, and he praises her. What does he say? Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. It's his way of saying, honey, you're the best. Honey, there's no one like you. Honey, you're the best mom. You're the best wife. I I don't want anybody else. I'm happy with you. And so husbands, on Mother's Day, we can step our game up, right, with our verbal praise. We can tell her what we appreciate about her, both as a wife and as a mother. Third, not only do the kids praise her, not only do the husbands praise her, but the whole community. The whole community praises a woman with this kind of resume. Look at verse 30. Very familiar passage to to some of us. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be what, church? Praised. A woman who fears God. She cares about her relationship with God more than being charming and beautiful, though those are great things. She cares more. She fears the Lord. That's first in her life. And that kind of a woman, the scripture says, is to be praised. Notice, let her works bring praise at the city gate. What does that mean? What do, her works, like her cleaning the dishes and doing the laundry and picking up the house, somehow they're supposed to grow legs and, and arms and walk to the city gate and praise her? What's that all about? That's the image. The image simply means that she is to be praised in public. She's to be praised in public for the works that she does. That's what this means. And so here's what we're going to do for the time that we have left. We're going to replicate this passage. We have her resume. We have the response of praise. And and we're going to do that. We're going to replicate the praise of mothers. It's Mother's Day. It's a right and godly and biblical thing to do to praise our, our our, our mothers and our wives with our words. And so here's how we're going to do this. I hope you've been thinking about it. Children, I hope you've been thinking about it. Husbands, adult children, I hope you've been thinking about this because the floor is about to be yours. Here's how we're going to do it. First of all, I've got one note 
It's right here in my hand. Somebody emailed me that I'm going to read because the young man couldn't be here. So I'm going to read this note. Uh, Secondly, uh, our AV team back in the back has been working overtime this morning, trying to get us four videos working properly. No promises, but they're going to do their best. Be patient. We think we have it worked out. We're going to watch four videos doing that, and then the floor is going to be yours. So think about it. Stand up right where you are and say a word of encouragement to your mom. Even if your mom's not here, verbally praise her. If she is here, verbally praise her. Husbands, think about this. You can do it, okay? So here's the first letter that we have from uh, none other than our very own uh, Benjamin Dodd. Ben Dodd. Here, Here he goes. He says, Dear Mom, thank you for teaching me to love God and care about the things that he cares about. When I was at my worst and lowest as a sibling and a son, you, always, uh, you were always there, pointing, uh, there to point me and sometimes throw me towards Jesus. <laughs> In a million small and seemingly insignificant ways, you shepherded us towards his kingdom of love and grace. So glad I first learned to follow the king while being part of your fold with much love and admiration, Ben Dodd. Thank you, Ben, for that. Okay, so we've got some videos. Guys, you you queued up back there? We ready to go? Let's watch these and and pray that it works. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day to Mommy and Nan. Glenn will fix it, so be, be, be patient. Happy Mother's Day to Mommy and Nana. We love you to the moon and back. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful mother and my beautiful wife. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. What? Well, it's Mother's Day. What would you like to tell Mommy? I'll go first. I love her, and um, she bakes good food. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Piper? That's it. Um, I love her. I love my. I love my. I love her and the. Uh, and she gives me water. Mm-hmm. And she. And she helps me do stuff. Mm-hmm. And she helped me pick up my toys. That's how I say. Okay, so happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Happy Mother's Day, Shelly. I want to share just a few words with everyone, uh, giving praise to Shelly as uh, the mom to my three and almost four kids. Um, Shelly is uh, is quite a remarkable uh, mom. 
She balances working full-time as well as taking care of kids full-time. I don't know how she does it um, and gets anything done, uh, but she does uh, such a wonderful job of doing that. I love that she's such a playful mom. Uh, she's very creative. She encourages the kids to do things that are creative and fun and out of the box. Um, not only that, but she is a wonderful uh, mom in that she always does the right thing. She doesn't do the easy thing as a parent. She does the right thing. She's a, a wonderful, godly example uh, for our kids. I love for my, my daughters to, to grow up, to be like Shelly. Um, and she just uh, is a, such a servant heart. She does so much for them without complaint, uh, without whining about it like maybe I would. And uh, uh, she's a wonderful example to them. And so Shelly, thanks and happy, happy Mother's Day. Okay, folks, so you've seen some examples, and now the stage is going to be yours. So we could get out of church early, or we could go long. It's entirely up to you. So uh, you don't have to come up stage or anything like that, but if you have a word of praise for your mom, you stand up or you just shout from where you're at and, and go for it. So who wants to be first? Let's not be shy. At least raise your hand so I can acknowledge you. Yes, Dennis, thank you. Sir. Thanks, Malachi. Sandy, ladies first. Very well. Very true. Thank you, Sandy. Cal. Thank you, Cal, so much. Yes, ma'am.
Thank you, Kim. Appreciate that. Amen. Amen to that. Thanks. <laughs> that might have been the hardest task, Kevin. I don't know. <laughs> I love you, man. I just had, had to throw that in there. <laughs> Anyone else? You, you better, Gary. You better. Yep. Anyone else? Thank you, Casey. Thank you so much, Casey. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, please. I will confirm that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Back in the back. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate it. Uh, let, go ahead, Dan. It is first. You can go ahead. Uh, several years ago, I was in a 
<laughs> Thanks, Barb. <laughs> I'll second that. Thank you for doing that. Yes, Gary. Anyone else? Going, going, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. No. Anyone else? Yeah, Trent. Go ahead, man. Thank you so much. Going once. Going twice. Okay, we're done. Okay, church, let's stand and we're going to end this way. Uh, let's read together uh, Proverbs 31.30. Let's just read it together aloud. I'll lead us as a benediction and uh, have a happy Mother's Day. Let's read this together. Ready? Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Guys, thanks for coming. Have a great Mother's Day.